two senseis and a casual. What's good? What's up? Good, how are you? Yeah, how are you? How are you doing? I'm super duper. Oh. Why are you super duper? I don't know. Just felt like saying it. Oh. Well, <laughs> there we have it. How y'all feeling, man? Good. How are you? How are you feeling? So good, man. <laughs> I bet. So good. <laughs> so, feel lighter and, you know, colors are brighter. It's a good day. <laughs> so it's new, man. It's been a little while since we recorded. It's been some new good music that's dropped. You know, how how, how, how y'all want to start this off? Taking a little nap. <laughs> a little nap? <laughs> I'm tired. What'd you do today? Just worked. I'm going to possibly go out in a little bit and snow shovel, too. Oh, hell, you a good one. <laughs> nah, grind, nah, baby, it. grind. It's a, <laughs> it's a branch that fell on from my tree, I guess, from the heaviness Ooh. of the snow. I pulled up in the driveway, drove right around it, parked. It's not happening today. <laughs> nah, that snow... Oh yeah. yeah. None of that. Nah. Nah, I'm chilling today. Hell no. Chilling no no no. What you draw? What you go to? I been up so much. I didn't work today, so I was just chilling. You were off today? Yeah. Well, I worked from home, so that's pr- basically off. So wow. I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to a bunch of music? I nah, I I started Listening to music, but I ain't finished nothing today. Mm. <laughs> mm. Oh, I had a question for y'all. I want to ask y'all. What's the furthest that you guys have driven at one time? Oh, like in a day or like period? Like, well, I know you drove to California, but like straight, like, uh, like more straight at one time of driving. It was like 16 or 17 hours mm. one day. Jesus. Straight, no, not stop, not stopping. Probably right. like probably eight, stop, like, probably gas eight. Yeah. Oh, stop for gas. Yeah, it's like twelve hours. Jesus, it's a trucking shift. <laughs> right. So I just drove. I went to Pennsylvania last week, and I just drove, and it was four and a half, like four forty-five, four and It's a half. not a bad drive there at all. Yeah, that's the furthest I've ever driven at one point. Like oh, straight. Sure. Before then, the furthest I drove was to like Central, which was like two and a half hours. Well, if you could so, drive that, you can drive to Chicago then. Yeah, the you can drive place. anywhere now. Yeah. <laughs> think, that's, think that's about my max. Uh, like I said, drove to Pennsylvania, which essentially, if you're in Michigan and you drive to Pennsylvania, you just drive all the way through Ohio. Mm-hmm. Right. You get to Pennsylvania. Um, had to pay tolls. Until yeah. today, I really didn't understand the point of tolls. But I was talking to somebody earlier, and they were like, well, was the street smooth when you were driving? I was like, yeah. They're like, well, there you go. I was like, you right. know when you put it like that, it makes, it makes perfect sense. But the tolls were sixteen twenty five for me each each way. But mm-hmm. essentially, I drove all the way through uh, Ohio. But yeah, and so somebody broke it down to me. I'm like, I don't understand what I'm doing with these tolls, but okay. What made you go to Pennsylvania? Uh, I was off for the week. Um. <laughs> Why he gets so quiet though? <laughs> Look, he just stopped completely. He froze on my screen. Oh, okay. Join <laughs> like... me? No. No, you froze. Oh, what was the last thing I heard? No, I said, what made you go to Pennsylvania? Nothing. Gerard asked the question and it froze. Oh, 
I don't know why I froze, but I was saying I was off for the week. I kept hearing about the area. It was probably between there and like Indianapolis, just like a somewhere I could drive to. I don't have to fly, no crazy ticket. But yeah, I was just off for the week and wanted to kind of knock it off my bucket list. But awesome. I will tell you one thing. Um, yeah, my fear of heights. It, it became real apparent being in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is hilly. Um, it's very narrow in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shit. You wouldn't like Colorado. No, then. really? <laughs> oh, I want Colorado is <laughs> no. like, you're driving all through the mountains. Dude, yeah. I, it was certain times where like looking over downtown. Dude, I was scared as hell. Scared as hell. Yeah, I drove I to height. Tennessee. <laughs> I drove to Tennessee. At least you didn't have this weather. I drove to Nashville and it was real hilly and I'm scared. I mean, it was through the mountains and I'm scared of mountains. So yeah, I feel you. Yeah. No, man. So yeah, but yeah, man, got to check that off my list. Um, it's funny. The more I travel to different places, the more I appreciate Michigan. If you travel anywhere that doesn't have very true, uh, where weed isn't legal and you can't gamble, it starts to feel like the 1800s, man. So uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh is still not legal. Atlanta, it's like, dog, y'all gotta give it the times, man. I need my need my weed, need my parlay. So smoke weed every day. Yeah, just wanted to ask you guys that real quick. <laughs> uh so yeah, man, got a lot of did you know's, got a lot of stuff I listen to. Like I said, being on that, you know, that drive. I'm starting to learn like I need my, my balance of like I need music, but then eventually you need like a podcast or like some talking. Like oh, yeah, Drew, yeah. when you had that long drive, did you listen to music the whole time or did you switch it up? Switch it up all the time. And then, like, when Mariah drives, she puts out, like, an audio book or something. You need, you need like, a nice balance. So, uh, oh, yeah. I'll start with Did You Know's Projects Turning 10 Years Old in 2024. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. J. Cole, 2014, Forest Hills Drive. Damn. Schoolboy Q, Oxymoron. Travis Scott, Days Before Rodeo. It's Mac Miller, Faces. Future, Mon- Monster and Honest. Isaiah Rashad, Sylvia Demo. YG, My Crazy Life. Hell of a good album. Um, where was I at? Absol These Days. Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Pinata. Run the Jewels 2. This is a great one. Rick Ross, Mastermind. Rich Gang, The Tour Part 1. Logic Under Pressure. Nicki Minaj, The Pink Print. Kid Cudi, Satellite Flight. The Journey to Mother Moon. Um, yeah, that is the list for albums that will be turning 10. Damn, any, we old. Any thoughts? We old. I saw it the other yeah. day. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. Definitely old. Uh, eight years ago, uh, Ray Shrimmett Shrim- dropped their debut studio album, Shrim Life, uh, featuring No Flex Zone, Come Get Her, No Type, This Could Be Us, Me More Tracks. Dude, somehow it debuted at number five, selling 49,000 copies, currently two times platinum, but dude, that's one, two, three, four. Jeez. That's five hits on an album that's. I, I don't know how it went number five, but I mean, shit, that album was loaded. So, right. Crazy thing that's been eight years ago. Sheesh. On that note, man, let's get into what we've been listening to since the last time we recorded. What y'all been listening to? What have you right. listened to? Uh, so I've listened to a lot. Uh, for some reason, something made me want to go back and listen to Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo. Um, mm. never listened to it before. Nice. Always wanted to. So something about rap featuring Tyler, the creator. Amazing, uh, baby shit was a really good song. Overall, I thought it was a solid project, so I'm glad I get to know what that's about. I listened to pieces, but I never listened in full to Future's album Honest. 
Hello Underrated Project actually got bangers on it. I don't know if y'all remember that. Is that the white and red cover one? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So on there you got uh Move That Dope, uh I Won featuring Kanye, Never Satisfied with Drake, Ben's Friends with uh Andre Three Thousand. Um That's and then you got the karate chop remix with uh with Lil Wayne. So yeah, no, it's it's really good, really solid album. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, went to Pennsylvania, so I had to listen to Wiz Khalifa being in Pittsburgh. Listen to Wiz Khalifa rolling papers. Have you ever heard it? I never listened to it in full, but I mean, it set the tone for a nice little quick trip. Did you like it? Because a lot of that's the one I said a lot of people critique because they said he was too mainstream after his mixtape run. I mean, I can see what I thought it was mainstream. I did like it though. On my level, too. too short, black and yellow, obviously. Roll up. Um, you got Wake Up. House in the Hills, I think, with Currency is one of my favorites. Rooftops. Yeah, that's my shit. Rooftops, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, sitting on rooftops, rooftops. No, I thought it was I thought it was really solid. So I I thought that was when you said people slandered when he dropped it saying it was too mainstream, yeah. but I didn't I didn't come off that way to me. So Yeah, I enjoyed that album too, but I can I understand where they were coming from now. Like it was some more Yeah, I said it co- wasn't mixtape whiz. Yeah, it was a more commercial sound. Like it like, cause you know, that's the one where he got rolling papers is the one where he became like a huge star, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, it was more, um, feasible for like, you know, casuals to listen to. So I understood why people said that, but I still enjoyed it though. I did too. I did too, honestly. But yeah, uh, then I obviously got into the ones that dropped today. So I didn't know if you guys wanted to talk about that. Let's talk about the ones we've combined listen to, and then we'll go off. <laughs> Me and Drow will go off into the ones because I've listened to a fuck ton in the past since we last recorded. What you listen okay. to? Personally? Yeah. Or like combined stuff. Uh when you say combined stuff, what do you mean? Cuz I know we've we've listened to probably Did we all listen to 21 Savage? Yeah. I started it, I ain't finished it. You ain't missing nothing. Uh oh, what about shit. Insane OB cuz I saw you tweet about that. I finished it too. Gerard? <laughs> I didn't listen to that no. All right. Well, all right. So besides that, I listened to uh, the game and the big hit album that yeah. uh, the Paisley Dreams. Nice, nice album. For sure, uh, not short and to sweet that. though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Um, it's only nine tracks, like twenty nine minutes. But the first track, Backfade, is my favorite on it. But yeah, it's just. I mean, not, nothing crazy at all about it. But then I went to uh, Moment of Truth by Gangstar. That's why I, I texted you, Gerard, yeah. about Guru. Man, he's got such a good voice for hip hop. Like such a distinct sound and Preem's just probably the best beats I've ever heard from him on that album. I never heard it in full, so I went to go listen to it and it's it's a contender back in the day. If yeah. I would have listened to it back in 90 something and we did like a top 10 album, it probably would have made it. Yeah. Um I listened to Hall and Nash 2 by Westside Gun and Conway, another short little project. Getting a little burned out, I'm not going to lie. Uh with 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 uh west side he's just dropping a little too much right now um but yeah then b if we want to go into 21 savage america yeah you mentioned that inside i want to i want to hear your thoughts yeah, yeah. you ain't never stuck you can't tell me a thing i got big kahunas and i'm letting them hang keep my mouth closed and that's never gonna change you get in the jam and go to point in the blame i ain't let it slide i was sharp in the aim smoking on my brother's got his ass for an album to be called American Dream, I thought there'd be a little more context in it of what an American Dream means to him. Mm-hmm. There wasn't shit like that at all. It was just the same shit he's been talking about over and over to me. 
pussy, money, cars, you know. I wasn't inspired at all when I heard it. There were some great punchlines and some some good little tracks in there that I liked, like All of Me, Red Rum. The last two, Red Sky and Dark Days, were the four I took away from it. But when I heard it, I was like, God, I mean, for to be called American Dream, he's got a movie coming out apparently for this. I was not really inspired to go watch a movie about it now. Um, that's pretty much my thoughts on it. How you feel, B? I wasn't expecting to, to discuss the American Dream, per se. I do want you to go back and listen, because I feel like there are certain songs where he really talked about, like, the way he grew up. Obviously, it's nothing new, but, like, I appreciated him telling people that they don't have to grow up that same way. I don't know if there were certain songs where he was introspective. The thing about 21 Savage, though, there are certain songs that did sound very similar. So, yeah, like, the beats, a lot of the beats sounded the same. So... That was really one of my only complaints, but man, like you said, uh, red, what is it, red rum? Yeah, that shit went hard. Yeah, all of me, N H I E. I don't know what that's that stands for, but oh, with Doja, yeah, dude, Doja Cat is like so versatile. She can rap, she can sing, she can make like pop mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. It's just like I wish her. She's a bona fide star now. I don't know what she does, like, you know, I, I feel like she sometimes chooses to be controversial, which, you know, that's one thing, but, dude, she should be way bigger than she is, like you said, like, but obviously she's, 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 she just got a number huge. one hit, though. Yeah, she's huge. With this year, yeah. She, she's big, I feel like she should be up there with Taylor Swift, personally, like. Ah, uh, she ain't there yet. Nah, she ain't that big. That's what I'm saying. She, she's. As far as talent, I feel like, dude, there's nothing she can't do, like. I just. She just needs a couple more hits in the bag yeah. to be like the, at that level. Yeah, she's still pretty new. As That's it what I'm is, saying. Like I, know? as far as her talent, do like she's up there at the top. Like I'm just impressed by how she's able to do so much, and it all sounds good, uh, for the most part. Yeah, but no, I really, I like that song. Um, Here's the thing too about Taylor Swift. She came out in '09 with hits, and she's still making hits today. That's why that like I mean she's got over a decade now worth of re-recording yeah. some too i think some people don't realize how long she's been out because she releasing old albums like so like they starting to think mm-hmm. like this is like new taylor swift she's been out for a long time like so like it's a reason why taylor swift is so huge she's been out for a, a very long time so damn near around the same time as bieber too right it's crazy yeah yeah Still like you gotta think about belly. it she's been out a, uh, the same amount of time as drake Drake came out in 09, too. Yeah, that's very true. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> Drake, Drake, Drake blew up with that first mixtape, and then the hype was huge for us. But, you know, album, we didn't. She came I'm out. I'm not going to say we. I don't listen to Taylor Swift, but she blew up from that first album, too. Right. So. She did. <laughs> like, she did. Well, shout out to Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> Drew, do you like Nina? Or Travis Scott? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought Travis actually sounded really good on it. I thought Agreed. Travis sounded better though on the Insano album. Okay, he was on he was on two tracks on that one. I had to think about that. You know who else was on both? Huh? Young Thug. It's like, dude. Yeah, he was. Fuck, he was featured so, on yeah, everybody's album. It's like, what is? <laughs> how's he getting the, the chance to record this? With you? I'm amazed. Yeah, amazed. Speaking he of, he had a line too about about being in the courtroom or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it was it was funny he mentioned that. Dude, he's a living legend. Um, 
That shit Sherrod posted had me dying when they played that Dog. that uh lifestyle in the courtroom. I would have done the courtroom <laughs> dancing or, or singing along. Like man. I would have just oh, been... I understand professionalism, <laughs> but you at least gotta bob your head, man. Nah. That, man that's if crazy. I, yeah, if anybody you thought young thug would have. <laughs> Listen, if I was one of the Codes, I'm going to jail because I for sure would have started bopping, dog. <laughs> like they gonna they gonna have to lock oh, yeah. me up. Like <laughs> like so <laughs> No, that's facts. Um, <laughs> Drew G like should have wore a bonnet. We've been yeah with Brent Fires. Yeah, that one was really good. Brent Fires is dude. He's blowing up. He is. He sounds great on that track. He yeah, and then really I good. liked um, I liked the track with Burner Boy too. But I thought Burner Boy stole the show on it. Because I was hoping to draw this one because I knew he was. That's oh, what he does. Right? That's what he, he does. It, it sounded like a beat geared for him, and he killed the chorus to yeah, it. Man, he's great. Um, that girl. She, She's been on a few tracks before, a lot with Griselda. Uh, Mariah the Scientist is her name. Oh, Mariah the Scientist. But she was on the last fire. track. She sounded amazing you, too. That's uh, that's yeah. Young Thug's girlfriend. That's Young Thug's girlfriend. I was going oh, to say, it? speaking of oh, Young shit. Thug, his girlfriend was on the album. Yeah, yeah. Ah, she, she's she's fire. She's fire. She's dope. You know what's funny to me, B, is hearing his mom on the album, and you completely forget that he's from the UK. Yep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I forgot yeah. uh, when all that news came out, all those memes came up, and then his mom comes on with his accent. And you're like, "Oh shit, I forgot all about that." His mom is um, very pretty, um, but yeah, you do forget that. Mm-hmm. Overall, I mean, like I said, my biggest gripe. I was just expecting a little more from it, a little more content. There's a lot of fluff on it. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what Dry thinks, uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like it had the perfect amount of features. I mean, there's some bangers on there. You know what I respect? It was only 15 tracks long, too. He didn't overdo it with having 22 tra- uh, songs on there. 15, 50 minutes is a perfect yeah. amount. So, yeah. I applaud him for that. Um, it's not bad by any means. It's not like I'm dogging it. I just, you know, I wanted a little more. That's all I'll say. That's fair. I look forward to hearing what Drew thinks, like I said. Yeah. Uh, Drew, you mentioned it. Uh, Kid Cudi and Sano. What'd you think? I was thinking Virgil. I was always here with the no-no. Gave no fucks on the normal. Yeah, something different. Everybody wanna talk shizzit. Till they get punched in the lizard. You so punk busy. I don't give a fuck what they say. Give a city roots. Anybody else get loose when I get it in? Trip those rooms and I'm screaming I completely out. forgot that was coming out today, too. So when it came out, uh, Justin was actually texting me. Shout out to Justin, because I told him I'd uh, listen to it and talk about it on this pod. Um... He went back to his backpack rap, which I really appreciate about this. Uh, when Cuddy came out, he was kind of like that straight little monotone flow. And on this album, that's pretty much all he's doing on it. Um, the beats are a little more uppity, which Justin and I were talking about. He finally sounds happy on an album, which is a nice change of pace for Cuddy. It's not a lot of depressing tracks. Agreed. Uh, I, I need to give it a little more time, though, because the first time I heard it, I was like, I feel like I heard a lot of these songs before. As the album goes on, I'd say from a Tale of a Night track seven on, it gets really good. Like the song At the Party with Pharrell and Travis, that's my favorite song on the album. I feel like that's going to be a party anthem. People are going to remake and play in clubs and shit. That's a really good track. And then uh, I like Mr. Kula, Freshy, uh, Wow with ASAP Rocky, Get Off Me with Travis Scott. Like I said, Travis was on two tracks on here. Yeah. It's a damn, it's a good album. I'll, I'll give him that. Like I said, it just needs to grow a little more on me. You know the feature that surprised me the most? Huh? 
uh, XX to Nation. I wasn't expecting I was, to be on I was surprised he got him on that, yeah. I'm surprised he's got some verses in the vault still. He's got Wayne. Like I said, he's got some Young Thug. Uh, mm -hmm. My favorite song, though, is actually Too Damn High featuring uh, Lil Yachty. That song bangs. <laughs> so that's what Justin and I were talking about. And boy, I wish Lil Yachty was not on it because he sounds like shit. You know what's crazy? <laughs> Yachty is starting to like... He sounds awful. He's popping up on some of these projects, and it's like, dude, how is he like even being associated? How? With people? How are people green lighting this? How are people hearing this and be like, wow, he sounds great on this? Dude, he sounds like dog shit. <laughs> that song is amazing. Um, oh, it's such a good, great beat, great vibe, like great tempo, and then La Yachty comes on just doing that <laughs> bullshit. Because they, because <laughs> they like him, they friends with him. Yeah. So I like keep bouncing, cut light. Yeah. Too damn That's high. Uh, bring up what Justin said too. Get you gone, Mr. Kula, X and Cud, Seven, which is a song with Lil Wayne, Rager Boys, which is a song with Young Thug, Porsche Topless, and Blue Sky. Um, but overall, I was very impressed with this album. Like I said, I haven't listened to all of Cuddy's projects, but uh, I thought it was an easy listen despite being over an hour. I thought the tempo was really good. Like I said, like a lot of really good features, uh, and it's just kind of mm. flowed. So. I yeah. thought it was from the beats that I've heard with Cuddy, and to also have um, I can I don't know how I forgot DJ Drama involved with the project. I thought that was super right. dope, uh, and these are some of the best beats I've heard Kid Cuddy personally on. So I, know, agree I, with I, that. I think this is a really good start to the year as far as hip hop. So uh, I, today was a great day for big releases for two big artists to come out today. And Boldy came out today. Uh, when you sent that in the chat the other night, I still got to check that out. But I do too. Um, Having that time, came but out. Justin said. I put, yeah, B posted that one about how he got in that car accident, yeah. and then uh, he released an album. Drew yeah. ignores me. It's fine, Drew. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was texting with Justin. I, say, as I said, Lil Yachty is god-awful. He ruined that too damn high song. He said, oh, yeah, Mr. Meskity must have wanted to do him a favor by featuring him. He's, like, not a fan of Yachty at all. <laughs> so, I, dude, I just, like, like we were talking about on uh, For All the Dogs, like, Lil Yachty sounded like shit on that one, too. You know? I mean, you were saying it grew on you, but it didn't sound good at all. Something about his voice and his audio just... I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, that song's still banging me, so... <laughs> and in the whip. Oh, man. Drop me listen to it. Let me know what you think. For sure. I will say the Cuddy album deserves a car listen first. It, it sounds great in the car compared to headphones. Facts. That's all yeah, that I listened yeah. to, Drew. What else did you listen to? I know you see you listen to shit ton. I said all those. Um, oh, and then there's an there's an alternative group that I like. Um, they came out with their third album. They're called Iron Tom. It's called Gel Part One. Just a nice little uh, seven track, twenty six minute album. But nice alternative music, good sounds, trippy sounds, good rock. That's all I want to hear. So shout out to them because they don't get enough love. They're an underground group. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that the rock? Okay. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a movie that came out today called The Book of Clarence. Um, so I listened to that soundtrack. Uh, the dude that directed the movie, his name is James Samuel, who's also a musician. So he uh composed the soundtrack and produced it. So like it was, it's a great vibe. Like and it goes with the movie. So that's what I listened to. He got Lil Wayne, Buju Bantan, Doja Cat, Kodak Black, uh, Georgia Smith, D'Angelo and Jay Z got a song on the um, soundtrack that's nine minutes long. Um, yeah, and it's about a dude, the movie is about uh, a guy, um, during the biblical times who kind of, who's 
basically lied and said he was the Messiah, like Jesus, you know? So like that, and it's about him like learning who he is as a person and how faith can change a person, even if they're trying to do things for the wrong. So like the, the soundtrack kind of flows with uh, the topic of the movie and it's super dope. It's a great listen. Um, you got Afrobeats is soulful. Um, it's very well put together. And like I said, the dude who directed the movie also scored the album. And he's also the same dude who directed um, The Harder We Fall. It's a movie on Netflix. It's the cowboy movie. He also did that. So he directed that movie and did the Still soundtrack to, to that, that movie. Yeah, it, that's a great movie. You really should watch that. It's about uh, black cowboys. Um, and all those people that's in the movie are actual uh, were actual cowboys in the, um, in the Wild Wild West. So, yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I was. Gerard, to. I completely apologize, as I forgot to uh, I forgot to mention the Nick Grant album that I texted you. Oh yeah, the yeah. Sunday dinner. Yeah, that was one of my. I, I always do that. I always, there's always one I forget about. Yeah, yeah. I, I get why you put it in your top ten for the year. Yeah. It's a really it's a really, really good, good sounding album. Yeah, it's a really good album. Yeah, like so that was in my yes. top ten. But he's got a nice flow. He's got good punchlines. Great production on yeah. it. It's a nice, easy listen. Like nothing, nothing over the top. Right. But then he gets a little, a little aggressive at times, yeah. sometimes, and he wants to like wrap his shit, which I respect. Yeah, he really album. want he want to um, get his bars off. But I, I think he's get underrated <laughs> as a, he's underrated as a rapper as far as punchlines because he mm-hmm. be getting some shit off. And then you were like, damn, and you got to rewind it. Like, what the fuck did he say? Like, yeah, he's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very good album. But that's what I listened to. That's it. Same here. Did y'all watch anything outside of, you know, Michigan winning the national championship? We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Gerard, we are on season two, episode two. We binged it all last night of The Bear. Great fucking oh, show, wow. dude. That I is that is one of the greatest shows ever, Wait, bro. Like, I I'm out. am addicted. Me and Dry have talked about that show on here before. I, know, I know, but I Drew know. late. Drew late. <laughs> I just got yeah. to. <laughs> I'm always late. <laughs> so why am I not including this conversation though? What am, what am I missing here? Because Gerard's the one who initially brought it up, so I got to give him kudos. He's <laughs> he's the one who watched it first. You know, my bad. Did you did you uh, did you watch both seasons or no? You don't care. It's no. fine, man. <laughs> I do. Gerard, did you did finish you season two, B? <laughs> I did not. Oh, yeah. I oh, didn't, I didn't finish. Yeah, there we are, then. Yeah, I didn't finish That's season why I two asked. either. Yeah. I didn't either. Yo. We're on episode two right now. Uh, so I yeah, think it's three I'm or four, uh, Drew. But that the Thanksgiving episode, dog, please watch it. The dinner? Yes, dude. The dog. the the episode we watched is where they incorporated that new like uh, PO system, and everything was just going to shit. Yeah, I was getting anxiety just tapping my feet, tapping Man. my hands during it. It's just shut the fuck up, yeah, get t- fucking back to the work. The ticket just system, yeah, at bro, that's stressful. Like, like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But wait, wait till you get to the Thanksgiving episode. Oh man, what a great show! He's Jeremy Allen White's a great actor. Yeah. They just won a bunch of Emmys for oh, that. Oh man! And then, and then in that episode too, I, I saw that. I saw Lionel on stage. Yeah, uh, shout out to Lionel, honestly, for getting some acting chops. He's really good. He gets his own episode too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Does he get his own bakery? I, I take it. 
That's that's what he wanted. Uh, the part that was crazy to me is the girl Sydney was already having a shit day in that episode I'm talking about with the tickets. Yeah, and she has the knife in her hand, and Richie backs up and she stabs him. I'm like, oh my fucking Man. god! Like, yeah, like with all the craziness going on, he gets stabbed and just walks it off like a yep. G. Like, it's crazy, man. Because what it's you what you gonna do? Boys and anxiety. Like, it written. is what it is. Like. <laughs> Pour a little alcohol on it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep it going, baby. Dude, that's yeah. I I I don't have the balls for for restaurant life. I never had it in me. Yeah, no. Food industry has never uh oh. never tickled my fancy, but I got a lot of respect. Especially for that food. kind of cutthroat shit. Like like they had the flashback when he was working at that high end uh restaurant, and Joel yeah. McHale's just calling him a little pussy bitch the whole time. Just yeah. he's trying to keep his composure, calling out orders and shit. It's dude. Never, yeah. never do I want to be in that situation. That nope. just seems like hell. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, they just cleaned up on the Emmys for sure. Uh, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Abbott starts in a few weeks. Hey. Can't wait for that. Can't wait. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I watch a few clips. Uh, Mello has a, Carmelo Anthony has a podcast called 7 p.m. in Brooklyn. Uh, they asked him, one episode I watched, he discussed how Phil with, Jackson. Uh, Miro. Yeah, with Miro. Uh, one episode he discussed with Phil Jackson or why Phil Jackson didn't work out, and Jada Kiss was a guest on the show. Uh, and then yesterday I was watching the episode where he discussed feeling disrespected by Denver because they allowed Jokic to wear the number 15. He feels like Jokic had nothing to do with it, but he feels like it was a move by Denver to try to get what he did for the organization forgotten. Um, I agree with that. Like I, I feel like there's certain players like you just really shouldn't get a number up. I don't think Jokic came in and was like, hey, let me get that number 15. I no. do think it was kind of a petty move by Denver to be like, you know what? We're going to try to minimize what he did for the organization. But personally, I like hearing players just be honest about their feelings, you know, because whenever they get asked certain things by the media, they're like, yeah, I'm all nonchalant, like don't care. But Miro was like, be honest. Did you feel some <laughs> way when they gave Jokic number 15? And Melo had on these glasses. He kept blowing his glasses down, like, <laughs> looking at it. it was hilarious. So when y'all get time, try to check those out. Let's, th- um, let's stick on that for a little bit. We rocked better now. Would y'all, would y'all have felt yeah. the way? Would y'all have felt the way? 100%. Hell yes. Dude, there's so many numbers that fly through these organizations over the year and, like, players who feel like they probably deserve those numbers over others. But I don't, like you said, I don't think there's any ill will at all by Jokic picking it, you know? I don't think Jokic was the person that had any responsibility for it happening. Like, I don't think he picked the number. I don't. What was that his number when he played overseas? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I don't, I don't know. either. But yeah. for what Carmelo D'Anthony did for Denver, um, I just don't think you should give that number away. It was damn near immediate. Like as soon as you so left, I, um, I feel Jokic differently. Got it. I feel differently. So Carmelo asked to leave Denver, right? And to go to the Knicks, he forced his way out through a trade. Um, once once he forced his way out, you know, I think he's appreciative of Denver drafting him and uh, the time that he spent in Denver. But I, you don't owe me anything. So if you want to give away my number, I'm not retired. I'm going to another team. Then it is what it is. Like you, you um giving away the number. Now, I would expect Denver to retire the number 15 if and when Carmelo um at some point. You know, for Carmelo, but Jokic has just has it now. But that's so the, I, that's yeah. a whole other conversation. Yeah, but that's the biggest that's the biggest reason why I'm with it. 
Because now if you if you if you retire that that jersey for Carmelo Anthony, what are you going to do when Jokic is done? I mean, Jokic got an MVP and a ring with it. What Melo get? You know, that's true. That's yeah, why I had like, to give it to Jokic yeah. to avoid all of that. Like, yeah, but you can't. I know tell, that he kind of forces his way out. From like, but see, I think that's his ego talking because you can't tell them, "Hey, don't give out my number after you ask to leave." So when another player comes in with that number and they happen right. to like be a great player, immediately though. I mean, I mean, did anybody expect Jokic to be this good? Right, though? yeah, no. J- Jokic thing. was a second round Mello pick, did. B. He was a second round pick. <laughs> like I, they didn't expect right. that shit to happen. <laughs> like, like that's why I don't. That's why I don't Mello think it's probably petty. Said, oh, he ain't gonna live up <laughs> to what I did. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't. Yeah. That's why. That's why I, re- I dispute him because I don't think it was petty. I don't think they thought Jokic was gonna be that good. Like so, they like. Well, you know what? I just thought about this too. What you said, Gerard. If he really felt a way about the number, why didn't he wear fifteen with the Knicks? Why didn't he wear it with Lakers? Why didn't he wear it with Portland? You know, he d- he never wore it after that. Because he wanted to. He wanted to go to New York and he wanted to go to New York and be like a, have a brand new slate. That's why he wore seven. Number seven. Like like, yeah. But yeah. It, obviously, he didn't feel any way about the number. You know, personally though. Yeah. I, yeah, so I, I feel you. I, I feel know. you, B, and I I understand where he's coming from, but that's that's a that's an issue he got with Denver. I don't think it's no real like, you know. That's he, like Rodney Stuckey taking yeah, like, uh, I Ben think Wallace's he, number when he got here. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that's some hostility <laughs> thing. You know, I, I felt more about that than than Jokic. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with Melo. Like, I'm not gonna lie. If it happened to me, I would be upset about it. But now you have that thing like. Okay, can Carmelo Anthony ever get his jerseys retired in Denver? But would he Probably want not, to? Probably no. I mean, not. I don't. Unless they do it together. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I That's can only see... positive I can see being <laughs> if they turn like number fifteen into like Denver great number. I can see the Knicks retiring his jersey before Denver. You know what I'm saying? I think he was. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Man, That's that, a complicated one. Yeah. That Carmelo Anthony Nuggets jersey went went. Just platinum in the hood. It we did. we just I feel like we're not showing enough credit to this <laughs> to this jersey and what Carmelo did for the different. Nuggets. Something about those baby blue colors, people fucking love. They're a fire, man. They're a fire. <laughs> rookie yeah. of the, arguably Carmelo probably should have won Rookie of the Year over uh, LeBron James. I, he definitely should have. If we're gonna be honest, but I mean, I'm trying to see how long he played for Denver. They had a better record too. They they did. Year they made the playoffs. The Cavs did. The Cavs did exactly. His rookie year, he played all eighty-two games and averaged twenty-one, six, and three. Yeah, come on, man. Jesus, I mean, and that's at nineteen. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He played seven years in Denver. Yeah, man. How no. many seasons he playing? How many seasons he played for the? How Knicks? many Jokic just played there? Were there? Yeah. No, was that seven? One, two, three, four. Played like five, four or five six, with seven, the Knicks. Eight. Or no, it was seven, and he got traded to New York, and then he played one, two, three, four, six, seven. seven. It looks like he played seven for each. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Damn, I thought it was shorter. <laughs> for yeah, New I don't York. know. And I mean, when you look at his stats, I mean, he damn near was him. I feel him though, but I don't know. <laughs> damn, Carmelo averaged twenty-eight points twice in his career, three times in his career. How many seasons has Jokic played for the for the Nuggets? Kurt, one, two, three, five. So, oh no, and won two I'm MVPs and a championship. Nah, that fifteen is his, cause <laughs> I feel you. That's I, what I'm saying. I feel, <laughs> I feel you, Melo. I feel you, Melo. But <laughs> like 
He fell away because Jokic took that 15 and ran with it. Like, oh shit, Jokic, Jokic has played nine seasons oh, already. See, see and he's yeah. got that 15. Yeah, gone, that's dog. that's way more time in yeah. Denver than 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Melo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Melo. We debunked that. <laughs> They did them dirty. That's all I'll say. Um, uh, B, I was going to share with you one more thing I watched. I watched uh, No Way Out 2009 WWE. It's a three-part elimination chamber pay-per-view. So the first one, you have all the Raw guys, uh, like Edge, Cena, or Edge, yeah, Edge, Cena, Triple H, I'm trying to think of the other ones who were in it. There was some, oh, Kate, uh, Undertaker was in that match. Within the first few seconds, uh, oh, Jeff Hardy's in it. It's a six-man, right? Within the first few seconds, Jeff Hardy pins Edge, and Edge just has a meltdown, freaks out, leaves the show because he's kicked out. He had the belt going into the match and loses within the first few minutes. So people Damn. are like, what the fuck? This is how great Edge is. The very last match of the night, all the SmackDown guys come in. So, like, Kofi Kingston, as he's walking in, (laughs) Edge takes a chair, beats the shit out of him, walks into the elimination chamber, locks himself in the door so he can't get out until the match has started. And he ends up winning the whole match. So he he loses the Raw belt but wins the SmackDown one. Like, that's why he's called the ultimate opportunist. Like, there was (laughs) was an elimination chamber – uh, where he wasn't even in it, like in 2007, and uh, who was it who won it? I think I think Triple H won it right then and there. He cashes in his money in the bank right when the match is all over and wins it again. Like just pins Triple H after he takes out six people. Like wow. the way Edge wins some of these belts is comedy in WWE, and I don't think enough people talk about it. I like, don't remember that, but I gotta go back and watch it because that sounds. Funny <laughs> you gotta shit. go watch it, man. He's funny as shit. <laughs> it's no way out 2009 you did inspire me to watch something this week though oh yeah yeah i, I saw you or i thought i thought you went was it the last time anyway dave Chappelle is the dreamer ah yeah well yeah let's talk about that um Gerard, have you watched it yet no oh man i can talk about it just <sighs> yeah <laughs> i feel bad because i want to share so many jokes from go, it but go ahead Go ahead, B. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I will say it seemed like the younger, fun, more animated version of Dave Chappelle. Wasn't he having a good time up there? That's the biggest <laughs> thing I wrote in my notes. Like, he was having yeah. fun, being less preachy. Um, dude, that joke about <laughs> that joke about what his wife was. I was just I about to say it. I was just about to say it. When, when she was talking about being scared of something would have yep. happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see that bitch checked the locker feed, <laughs> dude. And he's like, "Babe, if y'all tell the jokes exactly the way they're written, you and the kids will be you'll be a okay. You don't have to worry about me passing." Dude, I laugh so fucking hard if you tell these jokes dude, just as they're told. It's, it's just like, like I don't know for whatever reason, it just was like his last few standups. Like he's been trying so hard to like push these messages he wanted to get across and this one he's so subtle and quick with it man like he was talking about the chris rock so i thought it was awesome how after chris rock had the slap situation they started uh touring together and like doing little pop-ups together but gerard he was talking about uh uh do you remember when Chappelle got attacked like right after the slap situation yeah 
like somebody on stage rushed him and he had a knife slash pistol. Right. And the joke he told uh, his publicist was like, well, you know, what was it? He's like, well, he had a knife that identified as a pistol. (laughs) 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 Just the way he, the way he, (laughs) the way he sneaks those trans jokes in, man, it's just undefeated. It's so (laughs) fucking funny, but you know, what's crazy about this, this special is at the very end, how they show like the young version of him and his first stand up. To it brings one. a tear to your eye. Dude, Drew, I was just about to say, yeah. surprisingly, and I'm going to go on a little tangent here, but, like, dude, I've been trying to cry for so long with, like, some shit going on. I just couldn't cry, right? Seeing that moment show him, younger version than him now, him talking about walking around the city being broke as fuck, it's like... Bro, we grew up with him. That's why. We grew We're up with him, but not only that, career. like, he was painted literally as, like, this crazy person that turned down $60 million. And to see his comeback, like, Man. dude just... It, richer like, than he's ever been. Richer like, than he's ever been, and you can see him, like, within the pictures that they show in the special, like, yeah. literally enjoying life. Like, enjoying. it was just a beautiful moment. So, like you said, it brought a tear to your eye. It made me fucking cry, dude. I'm like, mm-hmm. who would have ever thought watching a Dave Chappelle special would be the thing to make me cry? I don't know. Dude, just started <laughs> literally just crying, man. Like, it was a beautiful moment. And seeing his family... Um, seeing all the pictures and the credits with, uh, like, just just all of his friends in comedy. Like, I the brought a tear to my eye with him and Norm MacDonald. Norm like, MacDonald uh, showing him and Jim Carrey after he kind of tells oh, that joke. Man. Like, that, that's dude, a good joke, too. That was an amazing joke. But, no, this Gerard, is, I please seen, watch I, it. No, I seen the, the clip about pod. Jim Carrey. Yeah, that shit was funny. I seen that part. Dude, he was just <laughs> on his – you know what's crazy, too? Like, we think of Dave Chappelle as this great comedian, but, like, Every comedian has their own gift. Mm-hmm. Sir, we talked about Jay Farrell, how gifted he is, and how Man. he should be bigger, and how he's like great in impressions, right? Dave Chappelle fucking sucks at impressions, but. He is the best storyteller you will ever come across. So Hands like, down, man. Everybody the way, has their own. The way he gets to a punchline, it just catches you out of nowhere. Dude, like, he told some great stories in that fucking special. You talking about his kid. He's like, yeah. oh, oh, my son, I smoke weed with that nigga now. It's like, <laughs> dude, I'm just like, what a joke, man. But no, I, I love that special. Like, that day was a shitty day. And something made me turn on that special. And I was so glad I did, dude. I just kept fucking laughing, like. It you just, know what kills me? One of his first Netflix specials he did when he was talking about his kid getting in uh, detention. He said he had tears rolled down his eye. He was acting like Tupac. Why are these bitches hating on me? <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. It's like he still has that wit with him, and I love that. Like he's he's definitely aging. You can see it, but man, his jokes are fresh. You know, let me talk about Chris Rock special and how stale that kind of was. Dude, like, it was the complete opposite of Chris Rock. Oh, um, I is- think Chris may have gotten some inspiration now after after seeing uh, Dave's. You know, he might want to switch it up now. I don't know, man. I just nah. I had almost gotten tired of Dave Chappelle, but now it's like if I hear he has another special coming, I'm definitely gonna check it out. Excited, but like. Yeah. Before this one, eh, I wasn't too excited. I wasn't like burnt. to rush to watch his stand up until I seen the clip of Jim Carrey and it was another one. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. But you know what? I compare Dave Chappelle um, to uh, to Lloyd Banks and hip hop. Gerard, we didn't get enough of them as far as stand ups growing up, and now they're just flooded with releases. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Think about would, that. Yeah, I don't know if that would be the <laughs> just as far as content right now. We didn't get enough growing up. 
I feel like we got enough. I feel like we got enough. That hiatus, though, like, dude, imagine what could have came out with with the full season three of Chappelle Show, because the times were still different back then. You know, we still got we got the first two seat. We got the first two seasons. We got hella which are gold. We got hella movies. We got yeah. Oh, what half baked? He was in a Nutty Professor, like. We had quite a half, few days. Half he was in Blue Streak. Is, as far as stoner movies, it's in the middle. Yeah. He was Blue Streak was good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I saw a lot of Dave. I saw a lot of Dave, up. yeah. <laughs> he was in, uh, what was it? Uh, listen, listen. What was it, Woo? Was that Woo? Yeah, he was in Woo. Like, yeah. Was he Woo? Yeah, remember he was the... Uh, <laughs> him uh him and his wife was role playing and he was doing like the chicken cluck like he made her do the chicken cluck uh before I they remember, I don't remember yeah you so i seen a lot of days i so. seen that movie once and it was with b <laughs> uh so what hurt me i was in new york in 2005 with my grandpa and uh we're at i can't remember where we were but there's just a billboard it said season three is coming for Chappelle show and it never came and I was just so let down. But I just remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, shit, it's real. Because there were so many rumors back then if he was going to do it or not. And all we got were those lost episodes, which those three were gold, too. Like, imagine yeah. imagine hearing the bia like in today's day and age. It go viral in a second. I would kick open the door of the office, and I would chop that motherfucking desk in half. Yeah! Honestly, though, with the two seasons, you, I feel like he accomplished so much, like... Yes, he did. three would have been good, he, but it almost he broke saved DVD us. sales with the first se- first two seasons on physical. It almost saved us from like getting like burnt out of the show, or like almost instead of the opposite, it kept you wanting more. Mm. So I was like almost okay with how it ended in a way, especially with him saying they was trying to like change the way he told the jokes and X Y. Like, yeah, it wasn't going to be the same season. Making three. them wanna wanna wear uh, women's clothing too. That was the other thing. Yeah. Put him in, put him in dress. Yeah, he's like, I ain't doing it. You know, it's only a matter of time before they try to do that. But what was his? Uh, it was the white guy he worked with too. He said he laughed too hard at like a racist joke. There was a bunch of little stories that came out there, and then he was like, it was uncomfortable the way he was laughing at one of the jokes or something like that. Oh, one of it, Just, that, it wasn't it wasn't Neil Brennan. It was um one of the execs. Neil, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, it was it was one of the execs uh, that um when they was showing them a skit. You know what he, I was talking about, yeah. Yeah, he laughed too hard at well, he said he didn't like the way it made him uncomfortable the way he laughed at the joke. Like so Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But, but all gold though. Ball. Yeah, I'm glad you watched it. It was a very feel good moment, man. So anybody that hasn't yet, check it out, draw it. When you check it us out or check it out, we'll revisit. See, that's a gold standard because then I texted you guys the other day. I was watching that Pete Davidson stand up, mm-hmm. and it's very cringe, very cringy at points. I've tried like, to watch Pete Davidson in the past because, like, I like him on SNL, but his stand ups are. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's it, he's got some hitters in there. I will give him that, but as a full stand up, it's it ain't touching what Dave can do. Yeah, no, wouldn't even try to compare him. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> last night, I randomly was watching highlights of Barry Sanders playing Ray Lewis. I seen in that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start doing that. Like, just like randomly start watching like two greats go at it. But Barry had like 19 rushes for 40 yards. So I seen I seen the clip that you put up, and I was like, he probably had a bad game, but he was making nothing. He was making something out of nothing because it was one of them runs. I'm like, bro. bro. He was not supposed to get the two yards that he got. Like, so. Bro. <laughs> like, when I tell you, 
like Goose was in the backfield half the time he was getting the ball because for whatever reason the Lions ran a lot of like delayed handoffs. So by the time Barry was, it was almost like a a draw. Yeah. And he would get the ball, but a lot of times, like, the line wasn't good enough to keep the, the defense from being in the backfield. So, right. Goose was literally stripping Barry as he was taking the end off in the backfield. But there's a lot of times, like you say, he was trying to create something, running in the backfield. Yeah. At one point, he had, he had uh, broken the record for consecutive seasons with 1,500 yards rushing, right? And I think he ended up losing, like, eight, y- eight yards after that and didn't actually get the record. Damn. Oh, man. Because it was the last game of the season. But you see at the end of the game, everybody's shaking hands. Guess who's the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens in that 1998 game? Is it Kyle Bowler? It was Jim Harbaugh. Oh, shit. And speaking of, go blue, like you said, Gerard. Shout out to Michigan winning that championship, baby. That was beautiful to watch. Um, Gerard, do you think think Jim Harbaugh was that? Um, I no think way. there's a chance he comes back, but I think he's going to the league. But the, the only thing is, if he goes to the league, they're going to have to give him some GM. Like, they, they're going to have to let him be the GM as well or have final say-so on the roster. If they don't give him that, then he's going to stay at Michigan. Because the contract is already written for Michigan. All he got to do is sign it. So, it's up to yeah. – like, he's really – he hired his agent to – Mm-hmm. Pretty much look for uh, if anybody in the league is going to give him what he wants. Because, I mean, he can go back to Michigan and do it again. I saw Ohio State, all they seniors stayed. So, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. <Ooh>. But <laughs> yep. He <laughs> yeah. might get that extended uh, suspension, though. You said what? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he's worried about a suspension, to be honest with you. Uh, Drew said he might get the extended suspension. Oh. Um, Whatever the NCAA decides to do with it, you know, if he signs. Yeah, I mean, he already served six games. I don't, I, so. if, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he's good with that. But if McCarthy comes back, if Harbaugh comes back, dude, that – and then the schedule's going to be something next year, man. I mean, you got all these teams joining different conferences. And also watching that game, seeing how Washington, who was thought to have a great offensive line, struggled with Michigan – I don't think those boys are going to be ready for when they start playing consistently. Hell no. They're not. Like, dude, Penix could not. He couldn't get any easy looks. Like, nah, that Pac-12, you're going to need some big dogs up front if you come to the big chin. So, yeah, that was eye-opening to Which me. Which I think Oregon had a better O-line. But, I mean, I think they would have got creamed too by Michigan. Yeah. Michigan's defense is nuts. Yeah, the Pac-12 heard, is not. a coach in Minnesota. The Pac-12 don't play a lot of physical defenses, and I think that's what messed Michael Penix up. Like, is that yeah. and Michael Penix played in the Big Ten before, so it's just all off. He, he should have knew. He should have knew what to expect playing against a Big Ten team, and maybe he would tell his teammates like, "Hey, they're gonna be physical," like you know. But I think for him, you know, getting used to playing in the Pac-12, um, Pac-12 he didn't have any rhythm, and that's what messed him up. You know what I'm saying? Like. Anytime he was trying to get something, he would see ghosts. Like, uh, he would get pressured. And you're not facing that in the Pac-12. You can fling the ball up the field whenever you feel like it. And so, with Michigan, if, like, especially with the one where Roma Dunsey was wide open and he couldn't throw in the ball, he wasn't ready to throw that ball to catch him in stride, which is why he threw it like that and Rome mm-hmm. couldn't adjust. Like, and that's that was what Michigan was doing to him all game. So, that's just great defense. Dude, 
Michigan was in that backfield consistently throughout the game. Um, when you go back to listen to Minnesota uh, football's head coach, P.J. Fleck, yeah. he said, like, that Michigan team, like, was amazing. And when you look at the stats, I didn't realize just how good the defense was. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, Michigan's defense surrendered only 10.2 points per game this entire season, which is tied for number one this decade with the 2021 uh, Georgia football team. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you think of that Georgia football Damn. team, they were loaded. But this Michigan team, I mean – they got some dogs. Uh, Graham, defensive tackle, dude, he's coming back for his uh, junior year. But he's a monster, man. He was in that backfield the entire time. Uh, I believe Michigan has a linebacker that just declared for the NFL yeah, draft. Junior, I think he's the Colston. number, junior Colston is the number two or number three uh, rated linebacker in all uh, college football coming out. Like, Damn. There's a lot of talent on that defense that I didn't realize. So, But shout out to Michigan, man. I mean, despite the controversy, they yeah. beat Alabama. They're going to be the team that, you know, ended up being the last team that Nick Saban played before he retired. So, uh, that was shocking news. Um, but, yeah, man, yeah. Michigan got it done. And it, it it seemed like after you saw Donovan Edwards kind of take those handoffs twice and score those touchdowns, you can see the writing on the wall. Like Then Corum, too. Corum and yeah. that monster run all in the first quarter. Washington, <laughs> look, Washington's got some dogs. And they got some amazing wide receivers. Like I said, Penix is good, but – yeah. No, nah, you see the running back was limping. Penix started to, you know, limp after a certain while. So, no, nah, man, it just Michigan was just on a different level. So, yeah. shout out to them. I have a lot of notes here for the NFL. I wanted to ask you guys now. Fantasy season is over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to ask you guys a couple <laughs> questions. Players that you got a new sense of love for that, you know, maybe you drafted them. They did really well. Players you may hate now, you know, due to the season they had for you. Um, How did your teams do overall, you know? And then I had a a special question at the end about being commissioner. So I'll save that. But I'll go first. A player I got a new sense of love for, again, is Sam Laporta. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's, he's, you know, hoping he plays in the real game coming up that we'll talk about a little bit. But, dude, he's the number one rated tight end in all of fantasy his first year. Like, my he's my keeper in one of my leagues for next year in the eleventh round. I cannot wait, dude. Like I got him in all my leagues. I mentioned it before. Uh, to get that production from a rookie, man, like sky's the mm-hmm. limit. Other players that I love, I, I ended up getting Puka, uh, Nakua oh, nice. on the uh, picked him up as a free agent in one of my leagues. Unfortunately, it's not like a keeper league or anything like that. But love him. Traded for Justin Jefferson. And now moving forward, I'll, I'll, I'll think about if I want to trade for such a player, you know, moving forward. But, dude, when he does play, goddamn. I mean, there ain't nobody like him. So, nope. what I do those trades. yards guaranteed. <laughs> would I do the trade again? Probably. But, oh, those, what? I think he was out. It's the, it's the curse of Six having weeks, that first-round yeah. pick, man. That's all it is. Dude, and I was able to hang around, too. But, you know. It does a Madden lot. Madden curse ain't too real anymore, but that first round fantasy curse, that's real. It is, man. <laughs> you don't have to you don't win your fantasy leagues with your first round pick, but you no, can but damn sure lose help. your fantasy league with your first round pick. Right. Um Yeah. Tell me about it. Players I hate. Or who who are some players you guys love now or, or before we move on to players we hate? My Michigan State boy, Jaden Reed. He Same. was huge for me in the mm-hmm. final weeks. Yes, he was, he was huge for me. Yeah. Yep. Pause. Oh, hey yo! Hey, y'all hey, boys, wild! Hey, that was crazy. Wild, wild. Dude, I uh, 
You know what? Coming out of state, though, he was the only thing we had at state the last two years, and they just didn't have a quarterback who could get it to him. Jordan Love has shown a lot this year, like finally getting the the leash off of him with the Rodgers curse. He may have a star with uh, Watson and Reed there. Look, I don't know if y'all remember when we were playing or playing Jordan Love that first time, but I'm like, look, man, I don't know. Throw some some dimes man he, he yeah he he looked really good but no that's actually a great one um i think i was looking at him in a couple leagues and didn't pick him up fast enough but uh, solid move there anybody else uh Jaden reed was huge for me so whoa that's crazy pause uh but Jaden reed did, <laughs> did well in my league as well um we won the championship <laughs> in the big money league so that was that was uh fulfilling um Congratulations. Uh, Hell yeah, man. David Montgomery was great for me. Um, we also had nice Justin piece. We also had Je- Justin Jefferson, and we lost him for six weeks. So that's when Jaden Reed really carried the load because mm. we had to go six weeks, and we had to, like, thug it out into the playoffs to get him back. And then in the playoffs, it like, carried us through uh, for yeah, us to win. Showed out. We had heavy running backs, so we had uh, Joe Mixon, who didn't really get – good until the end of the year and ended up as rb5 which is crazy like he always is right so and then we also had uh deandre swift who was great in the beginning of the season and then kind of tapered out at the end because philly sucks um Mm -hmm. philly sucks and their quarterback touchdowns good lord yeah and also you know you know who's really um an mvp as well um Kyler Murray. So he was out for most of the year, but it may seem like oh, yeah. he's not doing a lot. And then you look back and he got 20 plus fantasy points. Like, I don't know how the fuck he do it, but he always ends up. <laughs> he's the kind of guy who gets you nothing in the first half, but he ends up, like you said, with 28 or yeah, something in the second like, half. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's that's who. Uh, shout out to you guys, another Michigan boy who, uh, who was huge for me was Nico Collins. Nico, this year. Yeah. He had a great year. Yeah. He was awesome. Dude, I drafted Tank Dell or had him in oh, damn near all dude, my leagues. So sorry. And he was balling. Dude was balling before he went down. Got hurt on like a goal line play he should never been involved in. Was, yep. So that's yeah, another player I'd one of those play. freak plays. Yeah. Um players I hate. Yeah. Let's get into that. <laughs> A player that annoyed me. Uh, Calvin Ridley had a really shit year for me. <laughs> Jalen uh Jalen Waddle really annoyed me this year because dude yeah i don't i don't know man i, right. I don't, hey, shout, I don't, out to, shout out to my boy shout out to my boy right mike rickman but mike rickman compared him to uh he called him the anthony davis of nfl yes he he <laughs> yes could, he said he yes. could be great but get injured and he's still injury prone Bro. i thought it was an amazing comparison that's, that's yeah that's comparison. that's perfect that's perfect he's annoying so he annoyed me this year but that was that was really it. The only one who annoyed me. Oh, and uh, he came on later in the year. But um, what's his name from Tampa Bay? Um, not um, Rashad White. No, the receiver. He was a he was a sleeper running back this year. Uh, Godwin. Godwin. Jackson Mike Smith and Godwin. Yeah. Godwin. K. Dotton. <laughs> yeah. God. Godwin. Jackson was Smith and Jigba. He he came. In- Gus Edwards was clutch for me for a few weeks. Man, um, finally for the Ravens. Dude, finally, like you said, trying to find some 
guys that annoy me. I'm not finding too many guys that annoy me. The one much. in the, our dynasty league who I just I wish I'd never ever traded for was Aaron Jones, man. He <laughs> fucking yeah. Ooh. dude, he started going off here, the, man. Oh man, he started going off when the season was over. Trust me, I know. I know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> maybe um, I'll get him for three games next year. <laughs> yeah, dude, I drafted Patrick Mahomes in one of my leagues super early, and. He had a weird year. He had a very weird year. Like, yeah. he finished number one somehow. No, that was 22. You got that Swifty curse on you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but there was weeks where he had, like, 15 points, like, yeah. seven points against Denver, 15 against, like, it's just true, man. Like, if, if taking a quarterback high and then you had a guy like C.J. Stroud out there for half the year, or not half the year, but for – Hell, it's long, and then you get to pick him up for nothing. It's just well, you can uh, blame you, Kadarius Tony for a lot of those missing points. Nah, he, uh, that is true. He really the, the dropped whole, the ball, pun intended. The whole that Chiefs wide receiver core is terrible. <laughs> they was dropping God. everything. Yeah, Valdez Scantling <laughs> dropped a bunch of wide open ones, like right in the pocket yeah. too. Kelsey even dropped a couple. Yep. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know how they're 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 gonna do in the playoffs, honestly. Well, well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Drew. If yeah. we don't have yeah. anything further it's to discuss about fantasy, do you guys want to discuss playoffs Let's coming up? Let's do it. Yeah, I'd love to. All righty. Well, I mean, we can start with any game you want to, but obviously there's one game that's more important than them all. Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about it. Let's get into yeah. it. <laughs> How do y'all feel? Are y'all nervous? Do y'all think, do y'all think Stafford's going to come to town and go crazy? What do y'all no, think? I don't. What's your prediction? I think the Lions going to win. Yeah, I think. I think – I think the Lions win too. It's crazy to see the media start to like shift and everybody believe in the Rams who don't get me wrong, they won what seven of the last eight games, but mm-hmm. they played a lot of trash teams. Um the thing that really makes the the Rams go is their running back. It's similar to when they had all their success with um uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. But I mean the Lions strength is playing the run. Right. I do think they'll do a good job yeah. against the run. Will Puka and Cooper Cup probably go off? Maybe. One of them most likely, yeah. yeah. But I think they will make it a very difficult day for Matthew Stafford. And they, you can see the defensive line was picking up right on time. Um, they got they got see uh, uh shit Gardner Johnson Gardner Johnson back. Yeah. Like as long as they can make a few defensive plays, I think offensively, I don't think the Rams would be able to keep up with us. Um, Just keep that pressure up. That's what we need on defense. Keep the pressure We've up. We've been doing good with that the last few weeks. But at the same time, I run a game. As long as I run a game, is solid. Yeah. Offensive line is solid. Like, I think the Rams are going to have a tough time hearing. Like, dude, yeah, the Lions obviously. have the most expensive wild card playoff ticket prices that, yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. I really can't believe that. On one hand, I'm mad about it. But at the same time, like, I guess I could say I get it. Um, just a few stats. The Lions are the first team in the NFL to have four different players produce 850 scrimmage yards and 10 touchdowns in a season. You got David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Sam Laporta. I mean, the Lions are just loaded offensively. And if, if they come out, I'm just hoping they don't come out and play too tight, afraid to make I mistakes. Agree. I just want them to ball out, man. Like, yeah. if you're going to make mistakes, make mistakes early. But, like, 
embrace the fact that this is the first playoff game in 30 years. Like, embrace. I hope the refs don't control the game. I really hope that's not the issue with this one. Honestly, because we're at home, I don't fear that too much. If we were on the road, I think I would fear that more. But I, I don't agree. think the refs will make it out of the stadium if they fuck around and, 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 and do some bullshit. <laughs> that hoodie you have is fucking hilarious. That Detroit versus the refs. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Always and forever, man. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm excited for the game. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I did want to talk to you guys about, how do y'all feel about Peacock essentially controlling all the playoff games coming up? They got the contract I mean, with the NFL. So, yeah, that's how it goes. You guys feel I actually, I love the broadcast on it. Do y'all feel a certain type of way with playoff games now kind of going to streaming services? I think that's kind of going down a slippery slope. Mm, I, I Honestly, I, I use YouTube TV. Me too. And I watch pretty much all the playoff games yeah. on that. And that's... I mean, it's like paying for cable these days. That's you know, what I was going to say. It's got everything you need. It's got the live. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I mean, I, but I, having, I, I mean, isn't, I can't, I isn't can't it the jig up, though? Be, well, no. so this is the thing. I can't. It's just a new form of media. The same way that from um, mm-hmm. over the air went to cable and start, and cable started getting more contracts, that's what's happening now with with cable and now the streaming services it's it's essentially the same thing and if you want something you're gonna like when the nfl created nfl network and there's some games that's on there and everybody not gonna be able to watch it like you're gonna have to pay for the premium if that's the type of entertainment you're looking for so i don't think i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's a good method like for as long as i can remember playoff games you know during the season that's fine you know you got a lot of what, 17, 18 weeks now? Right. But, I mean, playoff games, everybody want to watch those. Right. Sometimes. So, B, it's more yeah. – also, when you were growing up, it was less playoff teams. Now you got an extra playoff team. You got more wild card games. All these games not being watched. So, you, the game that's on Peacock is probably on a Saturday or something like that. We're not – a bunch of people not watching it. Now, the primetime stuff that's going to be on Sunday night, Monday night, and, like, the or, or a regular game on Sunday – those are going to be available for the majority of the the market. They're going to test it out to see, like, these playoff games on Peacock to see, like, the Saturday afternoon game, who's going to watch that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's – and that's just how business goes. Who's going to pay for the ads? And these those people that's paying for those ads on Saturday afternoon, they're going to put a game right there that you probably yourself wouldn't necessarily sit down and watch. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I – it. I understand where you're coming from 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 a sense, but it also it's like it's a game you don't really give a fuck about. Like the like exactly what they did with the Thursday night games. Most of the time we wasn't we wasn't watching those shits. So now they're on Amazon, and now people got a problem that they're on Amazon. You weren't watching it in the first place. So like and to piggyback off that, the quality is amazing on yeah. those. That's what I love about them. Like Peacock, it looks beautiful. It Amazon, does. I think, is the best. The broadcast Amazon got the best far, broadcast like, for yeah. the Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. But then like. Uh, what I was going to say too, this is the first time we ever had like a Monday night playoff right. game, which is the Bucks and the Eagles. That's, I've never seen that before for anything like football wise, you know, yeah. it's always been Saturday, Sunday, but I mean, it's going to get a fuck ton of people watching it. I'll watch it. You know, I just don't want to reach a point where essentially like we're not able to watch our Pistons right now, like on cable yeah. or on TV. Like yeah. that's a whole different situation yeah. with Valleys. I feel that's. It is to a certain extent. However, this is how you're it paying starts. for one thing. You know, Peacock, you get a lot of shit with with that. Right. You know, or Amazon, you get a lot of shit extra to watch with. But this them. is how it starts. Because before YouTube did have Bally, like it was never considered they would be up without being mm. able to cover your uh, Pistons games. But then 
like you said, the contracts and people start getting greedy. Yeah. So the thing I think about is how the Suns' new owner basically sent his team to be allowed to be on cable again, so now all their fans get to watch. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it goes to greed, but who knows? Am I overreacting? It's possible, but I just don't like <laughs> the idea of in order to watch this playoff game, I have to purchase this when I feel like, like I said, the jig is up. Like, streaming platforms aren't that much cheaper than cable once you add everything up. Like, you're right. Nobody has one, nobody has just one streaming service anymore. Like, if you want to watch this, you got to get that. If you want to watch that, it's like, damn, like, is, is, is cable damn near cheaper and less of a headache now? If you, if you go back, like, the prices ain't that different when you add it all up. So, that's what I wanted to say about that. But as the NFL season wrapped, I wanted to say Derrick Henry played eight seasons with the Titans. At the end of his last game, he basically was saying his farewell. Um, when you look at the stats over eight seasons, he had 2,185 touches, uh, 10,955 total yards, 97 touchdowns, 7,437 7, rushing yards after contact. I want to ask you guys, is Derrick Henry essentially going to be the end of the workhorse era? Yes. I mean, when you look at it, nobody has probably. Yep. Yeah. Nobody has anywhere close to 10,000 total rushing yards except for Ezekiel. You know what's crazy? His first two years, he really didn't get the ball right. either there. Yeah. He didn't. Yep. He didn't. Um, as when he was really in his prime as a rookie and fucking – Dude, he's he's the most like built running back I've ever seen. He's a fucking tank. Yeah, like he's one of my favorites of all time. We were uh, I was talking to Phil recently about it. If he'll make the Hall of Fame, and we looked up his numbers like easily, of course, like easily, he shitted on Eddie George's record there easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's just dependable. Like people kept thinking, when is he gonna break down? When is he gonna break down? But they thought this year he would, and he had another monster year. Another monster year. Um, like I, the only person close to possibly getting ten thousand rushing yards in their career is Ezekiel Elliott, but like he's not a starting yeah. running back anymore. So no. you just got to think. Now you got a lot of teams running three running backs at a time. Like I think he's the last of a dying breed. So I just wanted to show him a little love. Um, I wonder if Kamara could if he's you know in the next two years rushing. Maybe, Kamara he stays healthy. Rushing? Like, no. You don't actually know. He's got it's, a lot of receiving yards. Yeah, too, like, total total yards, maybe. Yeah, but rushing. Total, he's, hell no. Yeah, he's got a ton. Yeah. His stats are eerily similar to uh, McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and you would never expect that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a broadcast, and they showed that basically their rushing and receiving yards are neck and neck. But like, ever since Drew Brees kind of left New Orleans, uh, Kamar really hasn't been dominating like he kind of was at one point, but. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see those type of running backs that get you, you know, 10,000 yards in their career, whether it's the way systems are nowadays. But I also want to point out, on the day that the Ravens put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, five NFL teams made it known that they would not get involved in the trade discussions for him. And after this past Monday, four of those coaches are now fired. You have the Falcons, Panthers, Commanders, and Raiders all proactively go out their way to say they were not going to look to acquire Lamar. And as for Lamar Jackson, he's most likely going to be the MVP for the season. Yeah. So Jesus, I want to give Lamar Jackson some love because I don't know why. He taken if, any of those teams to the playoffs. <laughs> if you are Atlanta, you thought you was cool with Desmond Ritter. Like, people really forgot about my dog, but he been balling. So, nah, so I thought they were cool with Sam Howell with the Commanders. <laughs> so I'm, I'll, right. cut, I'll cut Sam Howell some bail, but I'm going to really go off on Atlanta. He deserved to get fired. Because they should have traded for Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson. 
you should have gave up those two first round picks, and then your offense would have went off the off the Richter. And you and then you watched that offense all year, and the coach ain't do shit about it. He just let it rot. And you got Bijan Robinson. Yep. You got De- You got Drake London. You got Kyle Pitts. Like Kyle Pitts, like come on, yeah. dog. Like you got all these weapons, uh, and y'all Kyle up Pitts here. Pitts is another guy. Just man, ugh. but had they had a, a real quarterback. They would have went crazy. That's true. And, that, and that's the coach fault. Yeah. So he should have got fired. As far as Washington, I like Sam Howell. I think he's a good quarterback. That line is awful. You know what I'm saying? So you can't blame the Atrocious, quarterback. If, man. Yeah, <laughs> if, you, if he got two seconds to throw the ball, and then you get mad when he throw an interception, like, dog, I threw it to who I thought I saw. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I, I ain't got time to really. Like, so, like you know, so I, I'll give, I like Sam Howell. I think he's very talented. You put a line around him, I think he'll be a really good quarterback in the league. Um, but yeah, Atlanta, fuck Atlanta. They, they did it to themselves. Like, but I wonder yeah. with those coaches that got fired, though, this is my question. I wonder, did they really want to go after Lamar and the GMs was like, I'm not paying that money? Like, because you would have had to pay Lamar's contract and two first-round picks. I wonder if the GM was like, hell no. Mm. And just, you know, that that fucks the coaches up. So that's the question I have. Because I know, I know we all wanted the Lions to do it, but I know that our GM would have said, hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> um, this will be the first postseason without Tom Brady or Peyton Manning playing. Since the 1998-1999 season. Damn. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. The wind chill in Kansas City Saturday night will be dangerously cold per the National Weather Service. It's expected to be a wind chill of negative 30 degrees. One of the Mm. coldest games ever. I don't love football. For all my degenerates out there, we betting all unders, baby. Let's get paid. (laughs) (laughs) The offensive Chiefs is about to be wild. Um, it's funny they keep saying the NFL is monitoring this game, but they ain't nobody hinting that they won't play that specific Hell, uh, day. So Chiefs guess, love that shit, dude. The Chiefs love it. I tell you who don't Man. the fucking Dolphins. The Dolphins, they outside right? They do not play. Tyreek's, Tyreek's played in those conditions though, so I mean, if anybody knows it, it's him. Yeah, but Tua see, sucks but. in cold weather. Tua, Tua, yeah. Tua is worse than us in cold weather. Like so, I'm so glad Ford Field is not outside. You're out in my world. You could just start with Tua sucks, but I'll let you have it. Um, also, last thing I'll add, I forgot to mention when we talked about what we watched. Um, there's two players I heard recently do impressions. Do you guys remember Andre Miller in the NBA? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Nearly Andre Miller had a very, very high voice. So if you guys ever get a chance, there's an interview with Lamarcus Aldrich where he impersonates Andre Miller, and then I just heard one with the uh, fuck Wesley Matthews, and he impersonates Andre oh, Miller, and they both do the same high pitched voice. So if you ever get a chance, please check that out because that shit had me rolling. Oh, man. Um, Every time I think of Andre Miller, I think of a line by Cameron. He's like, "You're Andre Miller. You got a basic game." Now in the strip club, the Benzies turn the paper planes. I'm killing you, Andre Miller. Got a basic game. I- oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put I'll put the clip in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he was an assist machine though. Yeah. I just yeah. used to hate how he chewed his gum, dog. That shit annoyed the Bro. fuck out of me. Oh, he's got some chompers. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, what's y'all what's y'all predictions? What's y'all predictions? I think the Lions will win. I think it'll be a very high scoring game though, because I'm I'm not too confident with our with our backs. We've been allowing a lot of yards just between Jefferson and C D Lamb. Uh-huh. And the way people have been saying it, they got two of those on their team, like with Puka and Cooper Cup. So I'm a little nervous about the secondary, but our defense has been stepping up and getting to the quarterback a lot more. They don't have a better O-line than us, not at all. And we've been really good at stopping the run, so we can stop Kyron. If we can get to Stafford, I think we'll have a good time. Like you said, B, I think the fans are going to make it hell for them. And I think there's going to be a lot of of delay of games, false starts. Nice. I think the fans are going to be fucking nuts. I think that they're going to the Lions should shut down the run game. Like I said, um, I'm going to say I'm going to go out of limb and say 42-35 Lions. I think it's going to be a high scoring oh game. Oh my! I would love to see. I that. hope so though. I mean, Lions pull one of those games like that Monday night between the Chiefs and Rams that one year. Like one of the best games I've ever seen. But if we but, if we allow a bunch of shit on offense, but we win, I'll take it. Just get the win and on to the next. One thing I do want to point out, though, right? I keep seeing all oh, if we lose or X, Y, and Z, same old lines, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I really I want agree. people to realize, like, this team won 12 games. It's okay to start thinking about the future and not rely on the past. Like, right. if they do lose, no, it's not the same old lines. Like, dude, no. they went into fucking uh, they went to Kansas City and won week one on the road. Like, yeah. People forget how bad we had it for quite a while. Uh, we yeah. used to not expect to win any road games because we used to always lose on the road. Right. Um, we got all pros now, first team, second team. Like We quite possibly have bet one of the best tackles in the game. Aiden Shit. Hutchinson has been on a fucking tear. Mm-hmm. Like That spin mm-hmm. moves he's, he's incorporating this game. Like Whew. I expect him to meet Matt Stafford in that backfield and let him introduce himself. Uh, Strip sack, fumble. Oh, my dude. God. I love that from Aiden. You know Stafford good for one of those. Stafford's is good. If you should get after him, he will throw it to anybody. Uh, <laughs> yep. I also think people are kind of sleeping <laughs> on the fact that, yeah, Stafford's coming back home, but, like, also, golf keeps, gets the chance to show his former team, like, this which exactly. y'all possibly missed out on. Right. I mean, even if Laporta doesn't play, I think if J-Mo's back, the Lions still have plenty of wide receivers. Donaldson Peoples-Jones was looking good. Like, I think this is the chance for the Lions to smack everybody in the face and say, look, we're here. And, like, no, this isn't the old Detroit team. So, right. I would love a good J-Mo game, too, on top of that. I do expect them uh, to win. I've heard a lot of people, and I actually wanted to ask you guys, uh, some people have questioned whether or not Dan Campbell would do something to possibly lose us the game. Do you guys worry about Dan Campbell in that situation no. when it comes to playoffs? No. Not, I think, not I in this situation, no. I only wanted to ask this because I know we all watched that Dallas game together. I know you guys were all pissed when they didn't kick the field goal. That was a world game. of emotions that night, let me tell that you. Was only, that was only because <laughs> we thought they won. You know what I'm saying? Like Once, exactly. once you get yeah. that high of thinking that you won the game and then you get two other chances after that. We were high five. Yeah, no. We were... <laughs> that's like, all right, B, I would, I, would, I would give it to you like this. Say like you were gambling, right, and you thought you hit on a parlay, and then – they take it away. You mm. still get two more chances to hit on that parlay, and you pick the same player over and over again because they got the under. You need mm. a couple more yards, and you still don't get it. But you had the chance to flip that player for somebody else. You would beat yourself up because you're like, damn, I thought I won that shit, and I could have picked somebody else. Yeah. Like So that's that's what we was could've upset about. Out. But had they just blew it the first <laughs> time, I'd be like, hey, he has some balls, and he went for the win. I respect that. Like The second and third time, yeah. I can't say that. I'd say go to overtime. 
take your chance in overtime. Like, we're still on the same yeah. page about that. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. This could be the last time we see both our offensive and defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, that's, that's I mean, that's, 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 the, that's the curse, right? To be in a good team, finally, or a good I'm organization. Not, but. Are y'all sad about that? I'm not sad about that because I, I believe in our front office now more, more than I ever did as a kid. And you got, you got to, um, you got to think about it. We got to really change our mindset about how we think about the Lions. And if we really believe that this is a good team and they got a good foundation and that that locker room has built the uh, the identity that you want to have, losing the coordinator shouldn't hurt. We should still mm-hmm. be the same team. Honestly, I I feel worse about possibly losing Aaron Glenn than I do about losing Ben Johnson. Don't get me wrong. Ben Johnson has been outstanding since he's taken over, taken over for uh, Anthony Lynn. But at the same time, Dan Campbell, to your point, Drod, he chose um, – I literally just said his name. He chose the previous coordinator, fired him, brought along – brought Ben Johnson out of oh, nowhere. Uh, Aubrey uh, or – No, yeah. Lynn. Aubrey, Lynn uh, Anthony, Anthony Lynn. Lynn. Anthony Lynn, yeah, yeah. They yeah. hired Anthony Lynn, wasn't working out, got rid of him. Was that Aubrey Graham was the defensive one, right? He was the he defensive worked. back coach yeah. that they fired. Yeah. Um, That's it, yeah. But brought Ben Johnson out of nowhere – Ben Johnson mm-hmm. turns to a star. So, like you said, Gerard, also, if Ben Johnson does leave, there's some pretty distinguished offensive coordinators that I think will be willing to step right in, yeah. see the talent the Lions have. Like, it's an attractive job that a lot of people be interested in. Um, I don't want to see Aaron Glenn leave, but, like I said, I, I fully believe that Dan Campbell has shown, like, one, he's a great leader, and people love playing for him. Yeah. And not just players, but also coaches. Right. Like, he's got a lot of previous uh, players on his coaching regime, and I think there's a lot of people out there that would be willing to step in. So, who knows who will be next, but it's the, like I said, it's giving the curse of being a good team. You know what's been really nice to see these last few weeks is Matt Patricia just be Matt Patricia. Man. Dude. <laughs> Boy. <How they> <laughs> I'm so glad he's gone. How he continues to get chance after chance is just amazing. Oh, like I'll Yeah, never like, like how? He got to go back to the Patriots, then the Eagles, and just – Stink it up. Like, Eagles just do not stink. Yeah. Smartest man in the room. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Drew. But yeah, man, I'm excited for this. I look forward to you know our next time recording, seeing what happens. But yeah. Yeah, anything else you guys want to discuss before we get out of here? I'm gonna throw my picks out there. I got. Uh, let me look at it. Mm. So. Yeah. Good job. Let me pull them up. Yeah. Look at the game. I I think the Packers have a chance to beat. I got the I got Browns over Texans. I got Chiefs over Ooh. Dolphins. Ooh. I got. I want to say I got Bills over Steelers, but I don't trust the Bills. So Steelers have been hot, yeah, man. Yeah, but Shout they, out to you, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, they don't Mike have a quarterback. Tomlin. And whenever you think the Bills about to die, Josh Allen figures it out. So Bills over Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I that's got true. Cowboys who are invincible at home over the Packers. And I got Lions over Rams. And I have an upset. I got the Bucks over the Eagles because the Eagles trash. Mm. So, yeah, I like oh, that. No. I like that for an upset. Yeah, and the uh, Bucks at home. The I'll Bucks at to, home. So I don't know. I might need to slide a little ticket on there to see if I can uh <laughs> make some money. What are your picks, man? I got. I'm actually going with the Texans over Browns. I think C.J. Stroud is going to just have like a outstanding day. Um, I do have the defense scary, over though. Yeah, it is. I have the Chiefs win over the Dolphins because the Dolphins don't play well in the cold. I want to pick the Steelers, man, but especially with T.J. Watt out, I don't think I don't think they could get it done without him being able to put pressure. Uh, Josh Allen, I'm sure, without being pressured, plays better. But that weather would be crazy too. Um, mm-hmm. 
like you said, Gerard, I actually do want the Cowboys to win because I want the Lions to win as well yep. so we can get that and run it back and beat them like we should have. Uh, like I said, Lions, I got the Lions beating the Rams. Uh, and then I, I actually do have the Eagles beating the Bucks, but I don't, know, I, I don't think the Buccaneers have enough on defense to be able to stop the Eagles, but we'll see. I mean, it's been – that's what the games are for. It's been you surprises. Know, I was watching – uh, who, yeah. who was I watching? Damn, I forgot who said it. Uh, oh, no, I was watching Dan Miller um, on Woodward Sports. And he was like, you know, us sportscasters, when we, when we see a team has a lot of talent, we kind of figure, like, they're going to figure it out, even if they've been sucking ass for weeks. Like, it was like, they, they got the talent to figure it out. And then when they finally lose, it was like, hey, I mean, they were shitty for seven weeks. That's how I look at the yeah. Eagles. The Eagles <laughs> suck, okay? Yeah. So when they lose, they when they lose uh, Monday, I'm not going to be surprised because they've been sucking for the last seven weeks. So, like. Swallowed up. Have you ever been swallowed up? It would be swallowing. <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> Swallow. <laughs> uh, B, I'm with you. I got the Texans beating the Browns. I want uh, CJ Stroud to show me something because I like him. He's a good quarterback. Um, but I could also see Flacco digging in that 2012 bag and just money, money, right. money. Y'all sleeping on my dog, pretty Flacco. Uh, Chiefs over Dolphins, I feel like it's a lock just because the weather uh i'm gonna go bills over steelers but steelers have been hot too though i mean finding a way to make the playoffs after losing two quarterbacks like pretty impressive yeah my upset i'm gonna go packers over the cowboys Ooh. i feel like they just got some juice right now i don't know uh and i like i said i like Jaden reed and jordan love has been kind of hot uh i got the lions over the rams like i said i think it's gonna be a shootout and then i'm gonna take that is a tough Monday night game, but I'm going to go with you, Gerard. I'm going to try the Bucs. Hey, I think. Come over to the I think side. I think Baker Mayfield's got something to prove, too, to show that he's not a scrub and washed the up. Eagles anymore. don't got no DBs. Who, he actually who gonna, had a good season. Who's going to guard Mike? You you already can't guard Mike, so who's going to yeah. guard Mike? Godwin. <laughs> Godwin's, Godwin had another great year this year. Rashad White was a sleeper in fantasy as well. Yeah. He had a really good season. Rashad White was nice. Yeah. So I like the picks. Yeah, I'm going to lock those. Like you said, B, I might do a little parlay on that. Just maybe a parlay with all just oh, money hey. lines with all them. Hey, you know I'm getting nasty <laughs> this weekend, so you let me know. You let me know because I want some of your money. I want I want what you're betting. Just send right. it before the line. B, B don't never tell oh, us before he send a... it through. He just send it through. <laughs> no, and then no. he'll win like $800 and be like, ain't y'all happy for me? No. You should have sent it to yeah. me so I could hey, play man. it too. <laughs> you know, you'll never know which one's going to be winners, man. So you just got to, you know – you have a good yeah, feeling sometimes. But are you afraid of that? We're not going to hit, and we're going to be pissed uh, off at you. I definitely. That's why I do not care. <laughs> just yeah, just invite us over for that buffet, then. <laughs> I could definitely do that. But yeah, man. Without further ado, uh, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's and Casual. Until next time, man. Y'all be easy. One. Take care. I would kick open the door of the office, and I would chop that motherfucking desk in half. Two senseis in a casual.